Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. We're live. This is Esports Asia TV. A change of faces today. And um, not your usual hosts. I'm sitting on the other side of the table and joined by the guest today is Andy. Andy, welcome to your show. Thank you so much, Graham. It's really fun. You're on the other <laughs> side today? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to this because I think we are able to take the first real snapshot mm. of where we've gone with the Sports right. Asia TV show since the inception, since the start, the journey that you've been on. You've done enough shows now to really get an idea of what's going on. Right. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what you're trying to do here. What are we trying to do here? What are you trying to do here? Esports Asia TV, what is the goal? You came... <laughs> yes. how, when did you do your first show? First show was 13 December. All right, uh, so three months? Well, that no, was two months. when we did... Yeah, two months ago, two and a half yeah. months. So that was weeks. when you... Well, exactly this position, but with Sabir. Yeah. Shout out to Sabir. Um, that's 13. Uh, now we're at 26 February. We've done... 10 total weeks. 10, yeah. Yeah, 10, 10 weeks. weeks. 10 episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh, so average once a week. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 weeks. And I guess we got to start at the beginning. Mm. Like, look at why we did this. And I say we... I'm kind of part of this, but well, you're, you're a real driving force. I'm just sort of in the background. Yeah. What, what's the story? Why, okay. why did Esports Asia TV come about? Mm. What was the need for it? So looking at headlines, uh, like everywhere you look, Instagram, Facebook, news, Google, <clears throat> like any news aggregator out there, there's going to be a word that's on trend, which is esports. Mm. But when you talk to people who are not or rather who have not been in esports since the very beginning, they won't really know what esports really is. Like even the word itself, it's gonna it's gonna confuse them because of course we know what sports is. But when you add that one extra letter there, esports, what does that mean? Mm. And for some people it's as easy as explaining electronic sports. Oh, okay. What is that? Right, electronic sports. What, what do we do with that? So that's the basic level that people want to know. But we found that people have learned a lot in the past few years, but nobody is really diving deep <clears throat> into what esports means. Like we know what it is. It's organized competitive gaming, uh, professional competitive gaming, where people come together in an organized fashion to compete with each other. Mm. But what is it, right? What if does you it see, mean? Yeah, what does it mean? Right. Well, so, what does it mean to you? Wow. That, uh, it means, I mean, you, yes. you've, you've hosted so many of these shows yes. now, but we haven't really talked about your story. Mm. Yeah. As a, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, what I love about esports, and I, I don't play any of the games mm. that you play, but I love the fact that people are passionate about it. Yes. And I love the fact that you can say you're an athlete with a straight face. <laughs> Yeah, you keep saying this to everyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I love the that. The first episode, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that to me says something. Mm. It's like, there's no sense of irony there. And if now that I understand like what an athlete in esports mm. actually goes through, I build a respect for that. You know, because, okay, your your sort of exertion is, is mental as opposed to yes. physical, but it's still real. Mm. 
you know, it's still 18 hours a day yes. in some cases, yes. right? And it's one of the things that people struggle to understand. Mm. Like when you talk about sports, all they think about is physical exertion, right? But they should consider the fact that in sports, traditional sports, they do uh, uh, this mental calculations every second as well, right? And sometimes it's not very apparent uh, because uh, let's say you watch a game of football, hmm. you know what they're doing. You see them physically do it. And it's pretty easy to understand. Like even if I was not into football, then I watch an English Premier League game. I'll know what's happening, right? And behind that <clears throat> are those mental calculations by the players, right? Like when you strike, where do you go from? How do you hmm. pass the ball? All those things happen. And <clears throat> those things happen in esports as well. And it's taken it to another level. Well, I'm not sure if it's just one level. It's a whole, uh, uh, a different game mm. altogether. Right? Would you call, I mean, we know video games and gaming. Yes. It, what's the difference between that and esports? So, so people right. understand, so we can mm -hmm. put it into context. Well, it's starting to blur now, the difference between gaming and esports. Right. Uh, but essentially what the, the difference maker is that organized uh, element to it. Uh, when you play a game, you just play for fun. Yeah, or just or, me and you, like yes, just hanging out, computer screen, uh, and play. Uh, uh, you know, spending time doing things you like, you enjoy. It, as esports is the organized form of competing in these games. So in esports, you take this game and maximize what you can do with it mm. within the game. Like you play a game to the highest level of performance. Like when I play Counter-Strike, I don't just play to shoot. Like uh, I remember when we met the guys over at level three, when we mentioned eSports, they said they want to play the game, right? right. It's understandable. And, and for people, I, I do think playing the games itself is fun. And for most people, it'll be more fun than just watching, right? But for us who have been watching the game and playing the game forever, we marvel at what the people at the top level can do with the yeah. games, just like you do in sports, mm. right? So that's the difference. Esports is uh, uh, seeing a different world of this game. Mm. Like it's just not the surface level and it's a deeper level that we want to get into when we talk about esports. Well, what right. I want to get into is some of the conversations that you've had mm. in the last 10 weeks. What, what yeah. have you learned? Because you've right. been in this space yes. for years. I know you're a young chap, but you know, <laughs> you've been in this space since very early on, right? And you, you've lived and you've grown up with esports yes. and esports has grown as well. Yes. So I want to learn a bit about what you've discovered mm. in the last 10 weeks in these sure. conversations. You've, you've had conversations with people who've organized events, people in the media, people who have teams and so on. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sort of what you've picked up on and what the sort of challenges are in esports mm. as well, mm. you know, and what we can help address here in, in right. building this show. Um, quick fire round. Okay. Get, get your esports brain on. All right. Now, <laughs> well, I'm not sure I'm going to do with this. Exactly. So let's do it. It's a head strike. Okay. So quick fire round. Mm. Um, explain very quickly, if you can, these concepts. Okay. So first one's a little bit more. Okay. convoluted explain to me as an outsider why is esports spelt with a small s 
rather than a capital S. Okay, this happened actually. Uh, there was a, uh, I'm not sure if it's a commission of some sort, but it's uh, actually internationally recognized. Now we write it as a, a, a properly written as a capital E or small E, and the rest of the words are like normal words. Right. So it's capital E S P O R T S. Why is there is there a meaning behind that? Because uh, okay, previously there were a few different variations. You can write it with a small E and then with a capital S sports. Yeah. Right. And then there's the E dash sports. Yeah. Like email. Yeah. But over the years, like what happened to email? You completely get rid of the dash mm. and you don't spell it as E capital M mail. And I guess that's what happens with esports as well. Right. You want this to be a word that is recognized internationally, so you don't want to have that different variations. Right? All right, got it. We're all on the same page. All right, <laughs> same team now. All right, there's no infighting about the spelling of esports. <laughs> well, it happened, you know. Like people <laughs> I thought it. about people it. People care about and, it. And 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 teams, different teams actually yeah. have different spellings on them. Oh, they do. Like like uh, there was this funny uh, meme on Reddit. They showed three different team names with different spellings of esports. Oh. One is with a capital E in uh, normal letters. There's this one with E dash, and there's this small E capital S. Right. It happens, and it still happens. And I'm struggling to see whether this is a problem. I mean, esports is esports, right? However, you spell it, people will understand what esports is. And there's been a, a lot of debate about how to write it properly. But they're just being grammar Nazis. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's esports. All right. It's day zero. You've heard it here now, guys. Andy says it's capital E, small s. All right. There's no yes. hyphen in that as well. All right. Nope. Let's get that out of the way. Let's not waste right. our energies on that discussion. All right. I'm going to throw some things out there. I just want you to tell us why we need to know about this. And I'm coming from the angle of someone who's slightly on the outside. Okay. So I might speak for a lot of sponsors out there in terms mm. of, you know, look, people now looking at esports rather than, you know, the people that you speak to on the show yep. are in the space. A lot of what we're going to talk about now, they know already. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to hear this from your perspective. Sure. And, and humor me, please. Sure. I'm not as expert in this space as you are. Who the hell is Ninja? Oh, damn. <laughs> That's not a good question to ask, Graham. <laughs> Sorry, I don't okay, know. Okay, so... Ninja. Show to show. Yes, right. so his name is Tyler, Tyler Blevins. Yeah. Some people get his name wrong and is mad about it. Uh, Tyler is a streamer. Uh, he plays the game Fortnite, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah, I know that much. Because <laughs> thanks so, to my 13-year-old yes. son. So this guy games so well on Fortnite that people come to watch him do yeah. those stuff, right? And this is what's happening with esports around the world. Why do people come to stadiums, fill up stadiums, buy tickets, hundreds of dollars to watch people play the game because they're good at it and you want to see uh, the limit of what you can do within those games. And Tyler Blevins, Ninja, has been doing this full, you know, like a regular job. 24-7. Right. He's making day. serious money. Serious money. Uh, the first episode, I remember, I was telling you he makes uh, a little over 100000 Turns out he makes over 500000 a month. Yeah. That's crazy money, right? Yeah, yeah. So Ninja... It says there on, on the screen, right? Yeah, 500000 every month. I like, I like it how they always sort of... They, they slightly right. degrade it a little bit by saying, in his bedroom. Right. Like, as if... You know, <laughs> Yeah, I see, this trend. I see yeah, this trend. I see this trend. Yes, the trend yes. is like yes. he's making money in his, in his bedroom. bedroom I mean, yes. that, yeah, come on. I don't know if it's really degrading, but more like you know, these media channels they like to sensationalize. Yeah, things, right. right. They like to put and, you in a box. And when you present some 
to someone a headline saying you make this much money from a bedroom yeah people get clicks and eyeballs all right so, We're baiting but that's people. ninja right ninja plays games is he, he like the things. most recognizable name as a professional in esports uh that's the thing right uh he does professional streaming Mm. He does not necessarily compete in oh, games. Gotcha. So he's a streamer, he's a streamer rather yes. than a pro athlete in yes. a team. But which is interesting, it goes to show mm. there's money to be made on all sides. All right? sides, yes. Yeah. All different sides. And that's one of the things that I discover along the way in right. this within uh, the past 10 weeks. There are a lot of uh, uh, faces to the esports ecosystem yeah. that people don't necessarily see when they just start out. Absolutely. So when they talk when they talk about esports, all they think about is playing the games themselves. Mm. But they don't see the different sides that's supporting these players. Mm. When you get into a team, you have to have a team manager who manages your tournaments, who manages your travels. You uh, uh, they manage your housing, they manage your uh, I don't know if they go that deep, but they might involve uh, they might also take care of your insurance and whatever, mm. right? Cuz you have to do that. Someone has got to do that, so they need team managers for that. Then there's, like we mentioned, team psychologists. Right, tell me about that. Because that, right. I, I was really fascinated by yeah. that, because it sounds like quite indulgent, but to have that, even in, can I say traditional sports? Yeah. Even in that space, that's quite new. Mm. I mean, that's the last 20 years we've sort of seen. Yeah, that. that's fairly. But then fairly that sort of real recognition that this is not just about grinding out mm. physical effort. Yeah. And now the mind is an important part of this yes. whole, you know, like ball game, right? Literally. And it's the same with yes. esports as well. There are team psychologists. They exist, yes, right? They do. What do they do? Very much. Okay. So you, you mentioned there's this uh, 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 emphasis on the mind when it comes to traditional sports and yeah. esports alike, right? It's even more apparent in esports because you don't, you know, you don't, uh, exert your physical uh, uh, you don't exert physically that mm. much like mm. it's just your fingers and hands but when it comes to the mind that is what really makes a difference like uh, that's what differentiates you as a pro player to an average player right and it can really mess your mind mess up your mind because these games change every few weeks yeah I mean you guys told yes. me about this we talked that, about this right, right? So That's what I didn't appreciate. Mm, so let me just uh, uh, explain what that means. Um, in traditional sports like football, you have all the rules set out. Like you have an international governing body. Uh, everybody knows the rules of the games. It's not going to change anytime soon, mm. I suppose, mm. right? So in games, they do this patches every two weeks and it changes the whole balance of the game. And you as a player, a professional player at that, you are responsible of keeping track of every single changes that's happened. Right. And these changes, they don't just happen to one or two champions. <clears throat> it's not just a line or two within a patch. You're gonna have a hundred heroes, champions in the games, and each of these heroes are gonna have changes happen to them. And you have to keep track of every single line. What's gonna that? What what's that gonna do to right. you? Right. I mean, in right. the the context of let's say yes. football, that would be like okay. So for all these years, you've been excellent at playing on grass yes. from tomorrow you're going to do it in the pool yes exactly <laughs> is, it, is it that extreme it's I mean, not just the pool right? right it's that you don't get to wear your uh shoes anymore okay and the goalpost is going to have a uh, 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 it's going to be it's triple in height right 
all those things. So it messes with your mind. Everything. Like, Is it stressful? Um, I suppose it's not as big as people would think. It's not going to be as stressful as you think. No, but I mean, because, generally, esports. Right. I mean, do esports athletes? Uh, is it a stressful existence? Uh, that's a tough because you've been to there, ask. right? Yes. I mean, um, was it for you stressful personally? Like right. the, the training and right. the pressure. I mean, I imagine if if there were like lots, you know, bigger mm. paychecks on offer, it'd be even more stressful. Yes. The fact that you could say, oh, okay, fine, it didn't work out, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. You didn't miss out on a 50 million payday, right? Right. That would have been quite stressful. Yes. Right? Uh, that, that's an interesting point. Uh, personally, I find it to not be that stressful. Partly maybe because I don't have sponsors right, behind yeah. my back, like demanding me to win to win every single game. Yeah, or threatening to drop sponsorship because exactly, you're yes. not performing. Yes. Right? Uh, within the game itself, of course, there are times when I feel frustrated because I couldn't get some things done with the team. Like even personally, when you play at an individual level, you know your limits. Mm. You know what you can and cannot do as a player. But... When the limit is uh, made by the team, uh, so what I'm saying is your team is the limit when it comes to what you can do. That frustrates you because there's not much you can do, mm. right? But so it's not I, stressful. I wouldn't say it's stressful because right. I enjoy the game. Okay. Right? So in and the same way, maybe like with sport, I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, you probably have a positive stress. Like yes. you, positive your heart stress. Yeah, that's beat is raised yes. you're sweating yes. you're feeling the pressure you're shouting yes. you're feeling a little bit tense yes. but uh, you know after that it's not like you're feeling yep. like this sort of dark force descending on no. you like you know that is the negative aspect yes. of stress right it's a very positive one it is and it's funny you say that because i don't find it to be something that is uh, uh stressful first of all but there's another layer to this as a player, I think there are uh, different types of players. There are those players who are very, uh, uh, I wouldn't say demanding, but they are there to win the games yeah. at all costs, but they don't care about the process of winning the game. Personally, I play the game because I enjoy it, and winning is a bonus. Mm. But the process of playing the game itself is what's making me enjoy the game. Like the ability for me to defeat a one versus five situation that's what keeps me going. Winning or losing that matters less than right. the process. Like I would care more about what did I do right and what did I do wrong? Could I could I have won that? That's mm. that's the question I ask after I lost or won the round, right? And so for me, the process isn't really about winning or losing. So the stress isn't really there because I was focused more on the process. Gotcha. But some players, you know, but that might be different if like different, five million yeah. bucks was on the line. <laughs> exactly, and 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 I was about to say this. There was a piece of news I uh, I read, yeah, where uh, there was a sponsor. I think it was Air Asia. Uh, they they sponsored esports teams. Yeah, now, that's right. right. Uh, there was a team that said they are stressed out because they have to carry that weight. And so they underperform after sealing the deal with them. Mm. And now they are dropped from AirAsia's mm. uh, eSports sponsorships. Wow. So you have a great point. There's definitely a factor there. And people would continue to face that. But uh, for me, I think at the top level, it happens less uh, uh, extremely 
Like, yeah. It's not like you get to sign the, the sponsorship deal and you get stressed out and then you drop out. No. Yeah, uh, at the top level, they know what they're doing. They're self-selecting as well yes. because they'll soon fade out, right? Like yes. with any like anything that's competitive, mm-hmm. right? Um, have you ever played a game with Sabir? Interestingly, no. We've got to set that up. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Let, I mean, let's put that out to the audience. Yeah. If you are watching this, <laughs> what game? And it shouldn't mm. be Counter-Strike no. or... League of, League of Legends. Legends, yeah, that's what he plays. Because those those are your home. Yeah, tasks, that's not right? fair either for me or him. It's so. got to be something like like yeah. two player Tetris. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Tetris is actually coming out with a new genre that is on trend right now. You know, right. Fortnite is a battle royale game. Yeah, right? they have a Tetris battle royale now. Right. Interestingly, okay. like. Well, I haven't really checked it out, but... It's got to be something like that simple, right? Yeah, I it, it is you, simple, you, yeah, yeah. I think that to, to satiate the fans of the eSports right. show, <laughs> Severe and Andy yeah. should play a game. And maybe every week you play a new game. Right, yeah, that'd be interesting, uh, yes. Just as, just as yes. a bit of a filler for the... The content. Sure, yeah, no, yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd, that'd be awesome. And we can do reviews as well, like what we think. Because I, 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 I yeah. wonder if everything you said about yourself is true. When the moment of truth comes <laughs> out, he's like, okay, he's not competing for money. He wants yeah, to win. Well, he wants to crush. He yeah. wants to crush him. Yeah. Let's see. Well, that side will take over one time. Or exactly. The, other, the so dark we'll side see. will we'll come see. out. The real Andy will come out. Right. If you want to see the real Andy and the real Severe come out in the in the, the arena Deary, of yeah. battle that is just two-player, one-on-one, PvP, yes. what could it be? We're, we're, League of Legends and right. Counter-Strike right. are out. So it's got to be something. It's got to okay. be a middle ground. Well, Tetris is one. Tetris. But uh, there's this incarnation of League of Legends in the mobile world that is accessible to everyone the right. mobile legends yeah that's one game that i play and he does as well so uh-huh. that could be interesting yeah right but i play more hours than him so i'm gonna <laughs> kick his ass okay. i'm pretty sure so watch out Sabu. <laughs> the challenge the gauntlet is thrown down all right so so quick fire round mm. um southeast asia games what do we need to know about that so i mean for right. those outside of southeast asia <clears throat> Sure. East Asia. This is like the Olympics for Southeast yes. Asia, right? So yes. it's a big deal. Yes, it is. Why are we talking about that in the context of so, esports? Okay. Something very interesting happened. Sea uh, Games announced in the Philippines that they are now featuring esports as official medal games. And there will be six titles. That is, uh, uh, I forgot the titles. StarCraft 2, mm. Dota 2. Uh, then there's uh, Tekken, the fighting game. Are well, those still going? Yeah. It's going strong actually. The wow. fighting games That's are still like from on the nineties. Yeah, from way back. Yeah. Even not just Tekken, like even Street Fighter, there's well, also okay. those people that play that. Uh but the one featured in the Sea Games is Tekken. And then there is NBA 2K. Mm. Uh and then there's uh Clash Royale and oh no, there's AOV, Arena of Valor, and Mobile Legends, the one right. I mentioned that I'm gonna beat Sabir on. Is that a g- <laughs> okay? Is that a good thing? It is massive, to be honest, for the industry, and partly because we have been in this space where we are not recognized mm. as an industry, and people who are in the industry are well. I wouldn't say as so far as made fun of, but we weren't taken that seriously mm. before. Whereas after that announcement, even before that, when they were featured in Asian Games, which is another incarnation of Sea Games, esports was featured and people started taking it seriously. 
And now esports is being broadcasted on national television in Indonesia, and the governments uh, in in Indonesia, Singapore, China, Vietnam, they're all actually rallying behind esports mm. because of this announcement. I feel mm. because now it's not just about gaming; it's about national pride. Absolutely, right? Now we get interesting. If you win. Your, you know, your esports games and get a gold medal, then you'll be seen as that country who supported esports or whatever,、mm. which is not necessarily true, but that's what they see, right? Right, an opportunity. Yeah, there's a government agency、forefront. somewhere that、mm. is tasked with the job of getting gold medals. Definitely, yes. And if they can get all of those medals in esports,、yeah. then let's invest in esports.、Exactly. Right, that's how it works. I mean, look at、yes. how the Olympic、uh, organizing bodies、yes. on the local level.、Mm-hmm. I mean. In the UK, they invest all their money in cycling, right? For example, because they know they can win a lot of medals. Yes. So you're going to see a similar kind of thing. So, so I understand in the Southeast、mm-hmm. Asia Games, will esports medal games be treated exactly the same as those guys doing the hundred meters when they pick up a a gold medal?、Right. It'll be treated exactly the same. Yes. Right, so there's、exactly. no sort of like okay,、no. we're also gonna you know we're gonna give you some、right. e medals or an, n- none of that nonsense. <laughs> right, right, there's no. no sort of like caveat、yes. to it. These、no. are real medals with like the 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 medal podium,、yes. the you know the ceremony、yes. with the flags and the yes all of that yes and more honestly because what's interesting is the audience that's going to be attending is going to be dominated by those under thirty five yeah and these people grew up with esports. And so, when we talk about audience, we're gonna see a divide between those who are not in the industry、right. before this announcement, and the guys who have been in there, you know, uh, uh, taking everything they have, investing their time and efforts、mm. into building this industry, and the audience who are aware of it and are actually in the games themselves, they're gonna be there cheering for their favorite teams, right? And so, it's not just about the medals, like. We're past that. We're past、uh, the notion that esports is going to be treated equally as other sports.、Uh, now I think we're going to see esports becoming that prima donna、mm. in sea games. Yeah, because now you'll see all the youngsters lining up to see their favorite players getting their signatures, whatever, and it's going to be broadcast on TV as well. So th- there's that. Right, right. and you, you've got you've got an interesting dynamic as well, and that is, I mean, let's face it, in sport, Southeast Asia doesn't do very well, <laughs> apart from badminton,、yeah. right? Globally, right? Yet, in esports,、mm. you you could sort of be breeding some world champions, effectively. Yes, and that would be interesting. It's a very interesting dynamic. I don't know how that's going to play out long、right. term, but you、mm. could have it that the Southeast Asia Games,、mm-hmm. you know, esports is like the big ticket item. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because a hundred meter runners. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, they're not Usain Bolt, are、yes. they? I mean, that's always、yes. going to be in people's minds、yes. by comparison. But, but in esports, there's top people, right? Level, like top level people there that、yeah. you don't actually see outside of Southeast Asia, and that's going to be what's interesting to the youngsters. It's fascinating. It's a real、right. validation as well. I mean,、yeah. it's going to be. They'll look back on that. When is the games?、Uh, it's in the、uh, this year, November, in、right. the Philippines. That's going to be like a a watershed. In the history of esports,、yes. I mean, even if you look back to traditional sports like snowboarding, for example,、mm-hmm. when it got、mm-hmm. accepted into the Olympics,、mm-hmm. you know, think about what that did for the careers of people like、right. Sean White, 
right. who have earned hundreds of millions in sponsorship since right. that because it's that real validation. Yes. So hopefully we'll see a similar kind of yes. impact. We are already seeing it, but this is going to accelerate, yeah. accelerate it further. Well, it de-risks it for government agencies yes, as well exactly. who can get behind yes. it because yes. it's not like, oh, esports, what's that? Yeah. It's like yeah. this is a medal game. Yeah. You know, if we're Indonesia and we're going to win medals, mm -hmm. we're going to invest. <laughs> right. Exactly, yes. Then we're going to beat the Singaporeans yes. and the Malaysians. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what's interesting because one of the arguments that people make is we don't need this things like uh, we don't need validation right we can still move even without the support of governments and the international agencies like the ioc yeah but i think we have to look at the bright side we are past that uh, uh time when we are skeptical of things like skeptical of what other people think we are now in a phase where we should rally behind it a hundred percent and not focus on the negatives. Yeah. So if we can take what we can, then we should take it. Yeah, I can't see many, I mean, there's obvious negatives, yes. but I can't see many showstoppers no. there, and it's only good. I mean, it's all publicity. Only good. yes. Okay, good. I mean, obviously for you, <laughs> it doesn't change anything in terms of your love for esports, yes. but for <clears throat> what you're doing is you're, you're educating a market yes. of people who maybe have not yet mm -hmm. felt yep. the vibe of a live esports event, yep. right? And that's interesting because... It doesn't take a lot of time for you to get into esports. Yeah. Like if you're saying to yourself today, I'm going into esports, you can be involved with an esports company, esports team, or whatever in the next six months mm. because there's not, there's not a big barrier to it. Everybody can get involved. Yeah. You can game right now in front of everybody, right? So that's what's interesting about esports because there's no barrier in terms of nationality, in terms of gender in terms of uh, uh your uh, interests and whatever so everyone everybody can get into the same space together in a very short time mm. and so that will be what's gonna make esports big very fast yeah so which brings us to the show yeah and um i've really impressed by what you've done in mm. terms of bringing people to the show and your attitude towards growing the show as well. And the context is, is that there are plenty of gameplay yes. shows out there for esports, but there is no voice of the industry, the mm -hmm. B2B, if you like, right. where people in esports can talk to people in esports right, exactly. about mm -hmm. the issues rather than gameplay yes. per se. But that's great. That's there. I mean, you can talk about that as well, but there's an industry growing as well mm -hmm. and we need to kind of join the dots. So mm -hmm. 10 weeks in, you know, you have uh, um, interviewed and sat with and had conversations with lots of interesting people. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. The goal is really that this has been the pilot for the esports show. Mm -hmm. I think we're at an interesting stage now. We've demonstrated there are lots of interesting people out there yes. and interesting conversations without a doubt. Definitely. And there are many more that we can have. But the challenge is we need support. You know, we you know, um, we are what, nine months away from the Southeast Asia yes. games, right? So <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting ride. Mm. But you know, we wanna grow this show and it takes resources, time and money. So our goal is to launch this show with sponsors. Um, with potential investors as well who want to get on board and help grow Asia's first esports talk show because mm -hmm. this industry is only going to get bigger. And Andy's doing a great job. He's out there. He's absolutely passionate about this 
industry and the subject and the people involved in it. So, you know, we need people who are likewise passionate, who can bring in resources to make that happen. So let us know. I mean, you can comment, you can reach out to me and Andy. We'll put all the details out there in the show notes, obviously. And let us know if you just want to be on board in this journey, help make it happen. We're at the early stages of an industry and a show that goes with it. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Put the call out of there. You are out there, guys. Yes. You guys who believe in esports, make this happen. This is the journey of the esports show and Andy as well. And what have you learned in the 10 weeks? You know, you've had right. some amazing conversations. Share with us. You must have sort of yeah. you know, evolved as a person as a result <laughs> of these conversations. Yes. So on a personal level, I've gotten better at uh, uh, listening, of course, because that is literally what I should be doing, right? I should listen to these people. And these people telling their stories have a lot to say, but there's not necessarily someone who is on the same page that is willing to listen as much as we do here in the show, because that's literally what we want to do, right? So on a personal level, that's there's that. I get better uh, with listening, of course, with talking, you know, speaking in front of a camera, uh, within the industry, I've learned that meeting these people have really made me even more optimistic because I've learned that the people are very passionate and we are a close-knit community, uh, mm. community. And what I learned that's interesting is everybody knows everybody here. Like I spoke to, let's say, Prasad. He knows Nikhil and the others in the industry. I spoke to Alan and... He knows uh, the other people that came after him because they were in the same panel at, at an event that I saw them together with. So there's that. That means that the community is together within the industry. And there's no, well, at least for now, there's no such thing as a competitor because everybody's actually building the scene together. Mm. So there's no time to compete with each other mm. because the pie that we're competing for is not big enough for us to compete for. And so the main goal for everybody within uh, this in, uh, c community is that they want to make something happen so that the pie that they will eventually be competing for is going to be big enough for them to compete for. Mm. Right. So that's interesting because I don't know when it's going to happen, but there will be competition between them, right? But the journey there is going to take some time. And like you said, it's going to be requiring a lot of resources, efforts, and whatever. But seeing this happen with my own eyes, like meeting these people, seeing them talk about what they're passionate about, mm. and nobody's really competing with each other, so they know everybody in, this, in, the, in the scene... It's really interesting and it's just got me even more optimistic to continue on with the show. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a great story as well. Yeah. I think they, they do compete, but they compete within the games, yes. right? But outside. It's healthy. Yeah, right? so you need that. Yeah. It's just and like in any sport, right? It's, yes. You know, that happens. Yes. Outside, they should be. Uh, maybe there's a few personal grudges, but that yeah, happens but, anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but I think that's what's amazing because they can put those aside yeah. and still focus on working on the industry uh, uh, instead of, you know, competing with each other and mm. losing focus on what's available on the table. Yeah. So that's great to see, right? And more things I learned is that, like I said, there are people outside the industry that's interested now in mm. esports. Mm. Like, 
you can literally see everybody talking about esports. Yeah, Mercedes Benz. They have nothing to do with esports. <laughs> like, you, you say Mercedes Benz, but they've been involved with sports for the longest time. Right. So it makes perfect sense for them to okay. jump into esports, right? Yeah. But now we see brands like, uh, well, Coca Cola has been there, but there's Domino's now. Uh, then there is, uh, like, uh, I just saw a post by uh, one of the team owners here in Singapore. They partnered with this Kopi Singa. <laughs> it's literally coffee. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I saw that today. <laughs> I saw that today. So well, I mean, that's only good though, isn't yes, it? Yes, exactly. Right. So this shows that uh, people are more willing to learn yeah. about esports. They don't necessarily know yet what to do with it. But at least they've shown interest, and that's why we're here, right? Mm. We are here to make sense of what's happening. We want them as much as we do uh, to know what esports is, yeah. what it means for us, where it's gonna go, and talking to these people have really put together a narrative for the industry, and that's what I'm looking to do in the next few months as well, like putting together a story for everybody to understand, mm. right? So. If we can do that, then I think we'd have, uh, uh, you know, made an impact. Mm. We've made a difference. Yeah. Because that's what's missing here in Southeast Asia, especially. It's definitely, I mean, it's professionalizing as an industry. Yeah. And with any industry that moves from sort of cottage industry to professional, yeah. which is what you can see in the teams, yeah. like you're talking about sports psychologists, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the fact that teams have owners now, they're yeah. just not just a bunch of people who hang out like because they're yeah. mates it's all professionalizing on that side we've got professionalizing with the sponsorship mm -hmm. the events you know we're moving from small oh, yeah. like venues to southeast asia games it's all happening so in that space there has to be a platform a voice to join those mm -hmm. dots because that is needed in, in the old world, it's the bazaar, the marketplace mm -hmm. where people can turn up and talk and yep. chat about what's going on or what are these guys doing and who's doing that and mm -hmm. do you know this person, mm -hmm. right? This show really provides that space yes. for that industry, right? And we're in early. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the hard part of this is self-doubt. It's like you may think, <laughs> will this go anywhere? Because, yeah. you, you, you know, like with anything, you, you're surrounded by people who absolutely love these sports, mm -hmm. but then there's still that gap of reality yep. to people out there yep. who just get on with their daily lives, right? So there's always that issue of self-doubt that this may not mm. work out because, mm. you know, they don't get it or, you know, now nah, there's no money in these sports. But, you know, I, I, I sat with you early on and I, I said, um, you know, this is what I'm looking for in uh, a show mm. to really back here. It's like the three T's. It's tribe, tenure, and talent. And try being, are there people out there who spend money on mm -hmm. this and stay up till three in the morning, yep. like about this? Three in the morning is nothing in these sports. <laughs> <laughs> that's our daily life. So exactly, that's normal. No right? question about that. Right. Yes. So it, you care about it enough, right? Mm -hmm. That that could be anything, but the fact is, is that it's this, right? Tenure is is it's growing? Mm -hmm. Is this thing getting bigger? Right. Or, you know, has it peaked? There's no doubt about what, which direction. I mean, everything we talked about today, yeah, it's going in the right it's direction, right? And yeah. you add in the, the demographics of Southeast Asia as well, mm. boom. Mm. And then talent as well is you, right? You know, are we with somebody who really cares about this, who's talented, who enjoys mm. what they do, is a great host. And I think you, you've checked that Thank box, you. right? And you're learning. Yep, every day. Right, but you're getting better. So um, 
Yeah, what's the summary? What is the, what is the <laughs> conclusion of 10 weeks of the eSports show, Andy? What, have, okay. Where, where are we now? Because right. we started out on this journey. We're 10 weeks in, ready to go big, mm-hmm. ready to hit this hard. So everything's definitely going right. Like we mentioned, I always tell the story to everyone who asks what I'm doing now. I tell them I'm with the show now, doing eSports. And they always, of course, this question always comes up. How did it get started? Like... So there's an interesting interesting story there. We start we 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 sat uh, around November, end of November, right? And then we started to show 13 December. So everything everything we talked about before we started recording, it all happened in just two weeks. And that is something that you can't you know shake from your mind. Like everything happening so fast, mm. everything is everything seems to be in place at the right time, and. Now that we are 10 weeks in, we are seeing what we can do to the industry. We are seeing the people behind the industry that's moving everything. And connecting those dots really got me going, you know, like mm. there's something here that I can't miss. And I mentioned I missed the opportunity to go professional as a gamer, but this opportunity that came, I can't let this pass, right? So the summary, I think, Graham, is there's no other direction that I should be going and I'm here. This is this. it, man. Yes. Let's make it happen. Yes, exactly. But, you know, there are things like you mentioned, self-doubt, uh, like every day you're going to be thinking yeah. about where this is going to be going. But I think it's worth, uh, uh, it's worth having that mm. because then it pushes you. You, you need self-doubt to be able to work towards what you want. Yeah. Right? If you don't have doubt, then you'll be, you know, lollygagging. Like, you don't care what you're going to do. You don't care what this... uh, Yeah. Are there parallels between what you're doing mm. and playing a game of Counter-Strike? You're not going to get shot in the Um, head doing this. So, we know that much. I think, yeah. I mean, mean, self-doubt when I'm playing the game, definitely. Because there are times when I face players that I know are way beyond me. Like, because I play against some of the professional players who are actually paid to play the game. Uh, and of course, self-doubt is there. Like, I can't beat him. But I remember this. Uh, uh, one of the players from Indonesia, uh, he is now competing at the world stage, right? He's the same age as me. And I competed against him uh, uh, online, like, years ago. And I remember that time I wasn't very good. And he was already playing at the top of the level that I want to be playing in, right? But I remember when I was playing, I was so into the game because I really want to beat him, right? So I think there's the parallel. I I, I doubt my skills to overcome his, but I'm so motivated to play against him. And I actually got pretty good because of that. So if you ask what the parallel is, then... That's like here. I mean, you're not like 20 years experience as a mm. radio show or a TV yeah, host, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? But yeah. you just really want to do it. Mm. It's a similar situation. Yes. I think it's awesome. And you brought your passion to um, the studio here. And obviously we put the call out. We are, you know, in the process. This is the early days mm. of of the show. 
and um, we're growing with the industry yep. and sort of front running that trend a little bit. So let's put the call out there. Mm -hmm. Sponsors, potential investors, show guests as well. People yeah. who, you know, we want all the, the people who face self-doubt about esports. Yes. Come to the show and let's talk. And share. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about it. This is the yes. place, right? You know, you've spent years mm -hmm. in the shadows, on the margins. Yes. This is the place where this you can come and talk about exactly, it, right? Yes. Let's get it out. Let's, yes. let, let's be proud of what we're doing mm -hmm. here and not feel that we need to edit ourselves yes. for the, the sake of the important. mainstream, right? Because like yes. Southeast Asia Games, that's the metal event. That's exactly. the main event, right? We're going to be running it. I'll yes. say we now, I'm not even a, no, an athlete, but I feel say, part of it. Yeah, so. you say that, but you are involved in this as much as I am. There you go. And well, thank you. Like you, you, you were the one who said yes when I proposed this, right? So... You are in it, my friend. So please don't. <laughs> no say turning back. No. <laughs> All right. I'm in it now. So there's no turning back. Apologies. Uh, we're in it. Awesome. Andy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what can I say? I, I'm looking forward to many more weeks and I think we can give this a shot. Yep. And I think we can, you know, make this a success. We can get with your Patreon donations as well. Mm -hmm. You can help us make this happen. And we are out there on the market looking for an investor or investors who believe in this show and help just kind of sort of you know help us with the market exploration the first mm. six to nine months of the show yep and um yeah that, that's anybody else who can help make this happen introductions would be awesome, awesome. Yes. because everybody like you said everybody knows everybody in this industry exactly. yeah. so you can open a few doors who's signing out you or me it's your show you do it andy come okay. on okay um well, like Graham said, uh, you can always support us in any way by just viewing the video, liking, subscribing. That's also supporting us. But if you want to go further beyond that, you can also visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash esportsasia. And we are looking for supporters. We are looking for believers because we are uh, uh, the face you're going to be seeing, but we are not the only ones doing the job. And without your help, it's going to be a tough ride. But with your uh, presence on board with us we are going to do things that people won't even begin to imagine possible so thank you for that and thanks again Graham for this and we are going to see you in the next episode absolutely and in the comments as well yes. any game that you want to see oh yes please these guys play <laughs> you want to see me beat Sabir on kick his yes. ass thank you you've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast Find out more at ATP.show.